welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Dun, 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 dun. Hmm. Um, I was trying not to do that song, but I guess I did. What song is that? Uh, Jack Daniels, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> oh, some somehow that's stuck in my that's in my head. It's oh, it's wait. called Living in an Age of Advertising. Advertisement. <laughs> Uh, another one keys 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 on vanice i've actually never seen that but you taught me that song well because you didn't grow up in, in LA. los angeles <laughs> yeah los angeles that snowed today oh yeah it did snow today that so, was pretty crazy so we re- we're gonna release this episode tomorrow which is thursday so we're recording wednesday night and it snowed today in in like the valley the place where it's not supposed to snow. Yeah, and and the place we live in is called Sun Valley. And, meaning, and like, take a hint: there's supposed to be sun, not snow. Yeah, like our average what temperature is usually like during the winter is like sixties ish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I was surprised. Like today, I think the temperature was like forty ish, fifties, and yet we have snow. Isn't it supposed to be like? below 30 for it to have snow i think the upper air temperature needs to be below and then as it comes down like whatever happens happens uh it 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 very quickly melted like you can watch um it was like clumps of snow rather than like individual flakes um but it wasn't hail hail is harder i thought Uh, it was hail mm -hmm. until i told you to go outside and then you were like oh it's actually snow i was like no they look like hell because they're they were like white clumps and i'll and of course, the sound of mm-hmm. them hitting the roof was pretty loud. So I was like, oh, it's hailing instead of snow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... It was yeah, the clumps of snow. So. Um, that was a first. I, I've our, had hail before, and I that's why I know this was not hail, because hail is little ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't they don't go squish in your fingers. Yeah. Uh, these were nice and fluffy. So that was a very, a very interesting end-of-world phenomena. Uh, I look forward <laughs> to the next end-of-world phenomena um being just as friendly honestly um i don't want the the, the bad end of world scenarios to this is this is scary though to know that we shouldn't have snow and yet we're having snow so what's next you know next year is gonna be like blizzards every day or no, no no just, just snow we're just it's just gonna be a natural like midday it's in the high 40s and then it's just oh it's snowing and yes it melts upon touching the concrete because it's um, hot. <laughs> because the concrete's hot, but like you gotta be like, it's snow. Look, be amazed. So anyway, in terms of other things you should be amazed with, uh, we've we've mentioned this several times at this point. But you're gonna have a kid soon. Yeah, we're gonna have. Oh a yeah, kid me too. <laughs> but I'm not doing all the hard work, so it feels like it's it's on you. It's on me. Um. And, and you're starting to go through those classes you see in movies where they have all the mothers enter in on their yoga mats. Oh, on right? the floor, <laughs> and then their da- the the father like in the back, like, and then you gotta like <laughs> yeah. do the support. I don't know, like. It's, well, it's we COVID live, time. It's so COVID time, so you do it in Zoom visually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Uh... Yeah, these are like all these birthing classes and such, and preparing for like childbirth and. You know, taking care of a child and such. Um, I don't think there's. Maybe I'll be watching videos of like what the class. You're not gonna do the yoga mat. You should set one up just for like (laughs) to to like uh, get in the mood. Yeah, seriously. 
But yeah, anyway. What so if I, you can't give birth if you don't do that? I'm sure you can. Like, it's just not going to happen. Oh, the, the Humans, baby will come out. for hundreds of thousands out. of years have been doing the birthing classes at regular intervals. <laughs> the baby will come out when it, when it wants to. Whether you want it to or not. So... <laughs> So yeah, I did a class this evening, and Dimitri wants me to share about it. So because I did not do the class, so it's, it's Lynn's chance. Which is to... funny because during the, or it's not funny, but um, oh, if you hear any ruffling in the background, that's our cats going crazy right now. Um, I think they're fighting right now. But um, while I was in the class, which is like a two-hour long online, uh, I was thinking like. Dimitri should have been here with me because this is important for him to know. Well, this is your chance to share <laughs> and and prove that you've uh, retained the information. <laughs> that I pay attention and I wasn't just like on Facebook or on Twitter. That's what it used to be like when, when we're in school and like during um, online classes. You're not really paying attention to this teacher. You're on social media. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing online shopping. That's how. But this time I was watching the mm-hmm. videos and I was there. <laughs> you were a proper adult. I was. So, I was watching videos. <laughs> yeah, you were watching videos on like Zelda and such. But anyway, before we start, we get started like uh this is i mean this could be like i guess it's a sensitive topic so if anyone is not comfortable like do skip this video or this podcast episode i guess but we're gonna talk about breastfeeding so yeah cool cool how can i start what do you mean oh what i don't get it Uh, you're trying to make a joke, but I don't get it. Anyway, uh, what did I learn, I guess? I learned about a lot of stuff. But I don't know where to start. <laughs> well, I, you just need to condense two hours and ten minutes, so. Yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, well, the the way it was presented was um, when you, right after you give birth, right? And then. The first thing you need to do is they always, at every doctor appointment that I've been to, they constantly ask me, are you going to breastfeed? We recommend you breastfeed and blah, blah, blah. So I get, there are benefits to breastfeeding and breastfeeding, they say that you, the mother passes a lot of antibodies and, mm-hmm. you know, nutrients from the mother to Immune the baby. Immune system starter pack. Exactly. So it's actually very beneficial and it helps calm the baby down as well since, or, or like that bonding time where, where the baby's on you and you're breastfeeding. Like that time, it kind of like helps calm them, put them in a more relaxing state. And it's better for their brain development and their just development in general. Mm-hmm. So they're, so breastfeeding is good. Uh, <laughs> that, thumbs up. Thumbs up. That, that, that's, <laughs> there, I, I summed it all up, two hours into one minute. <laughs> Breastfeeding is good. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, they say that as soon as you give birth, they're gonna um, while you're in the hospital uh, before you get discharged, they're probably gonna want you or they'll offer you to meet with a lactation consultant to then teach you how to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it's like you know they'll teach you how to help the baby latch, meaning like how to. 
<laughs> I don't know. Latch on. <laughs> like that? Yeah, and how to like efficiently, I don't know, cradle the baby or hold the baby so that it's support more effective. Them. Yeah, support them and such things. And if you're having trouble, if the baby's not feeding well or things like that, like there will be a specialist there to help you. But mm-hmm. even if they don't, they said most of the nurses do have experience in breastfeeding to help give advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have anything to ask me? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, just... I'm absorbing. <laughs> this is all new to me. I, I'm just like I don't have a. So I have a booklet because they you, gave me the booklet. So I guess I'll just go through. No, no. no. So you you said that there were important <laughs> things that I should have. I should know. Right, I, so far none of this has included the well. I guess the it's father. Important. So, in like, term, what should I know? I guess important in terms of like know that breastfeeding is very hard, very difficult it's on the, to support you on the mother and the child because the baby, even though it's even though after they're born and they have a natural instinct as to gravitate towards the breast when they're being held. They still need to learn how to suck, mm-hmm. and even though even though some of that is like mechanical, like for them, they automatically know how to suck. But like for them, it's still a learning trial period. Mm-hmm. So the first few days, they're not going to get it right away. The first few days, there will be some struggle for the mom or and the baby, or you know, you're not going to be able to produce enough milk, or that the if the baby is not latching correctly, you're not. Or which will cause the mom pain and all that. So mm-hmm. then I guess the only takeaway that the father should know about is that be supportive and and I guess be there to um, do whatever the mom needs because mm-hmm. when you're breastfeeding, you're you're stuck. You're stuck. It's like having much. sesame on your lap. Yeah, <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what else. So I I think earlier on in this whole adventure, you were also mentioning how uh, like breast milk is something that is only produced if you are breastfeeding. Like, oh right, so right. you need to like keep it up, right? Yeah, so so it's like a supply and demand thing, right? So the more economics one hundred one, <laughs> the the more demand the baby, like the more the baby needs it, the more milk you'll produce because then the hormones. <laughs> and it's will not kick a in. telepathic thing. This is the baby sucking on a nipple. Yeah, is causing it. To it's causing it to happen more and more. So uh, for a lot of people, it's different. Everyone's body is different, but they say that pretty much as soon as you give birth, you'll more or less start to produce milk. And the first, um, the first, I think, few days of milk that you produce is called, uh, colostrum, colostrum, colostrum. I don't know the word. Hold on. Uh, I think that's the Colostrum. Ask your doctor for details. Yeah. (laughs) Colostrum, which is called the first milk. And it's. Or they also call it liquid gold or whatever, or gold liquid or whatever. Only because, perverts call it liquid sorry, gold. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> gold liquid because it's it's not really milk, but it it's like this liquid that comes out, and it's very little that comes out, but it's and it's a gold color, and it's full of nutrients and antibodies that 
is enough to feed the baby. One fun fact or one interesting fact I found out is that a newborn baby's stomach is the size of a marble. I never it never ate a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I, 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 for somehow reason, they just have a normal size stomach. Or at least proportional. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, that's surprising. I guess, I guess, yeah. So I was like the size of a marble or like a blueberry. So they don't need much initially. No, so they don't need or much. Or they do, so that way they can grow their stomach. Yeah, so both, I guess. So then, since the fact that their stomach is so tiny, uh, normally when they feed, it's only a few drops of the colostrum and it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Because that's all they need, but they will cluster feed, which means they will feed often. So then, like, you need to feed the baby like eight to twelve times a day within twenty-four hours. Well, period. if you can only have a marble at a time, then yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then the more you feed them over time, their body, their their stomach will start to grow. It's it doesn't expand; it grows into a larger size over like a couple days couple days it'll start to grow and then i think within a month it'll be the size of like a lime Mm -hmm. yeah and then that means that they can feed less often no no more at once but not as many times a day yeah more at once but less often and of course the timing of feeding varies depending on the baby and depending on how well they can suck right Mm -hmm. so it it can go from like 10 minutes and they're done to 45 minutes and they're not done and they're still trying to drink milk. Mm-hmm. So that said, the mother needs to sleep and feeding super often means that she can't sleep. Exactly. Right? So so, so the, the first few weeks you don't sleep. The ways around that. There's no ways around it. You don't sleep. And they don't suggest really that Sleeping you... is a bad idea. No, no, not not that. It's like they don't suggest you give it like a bottle or a pacifier or anything like that until the baby nails down the sucking and the breastfeeding Mm -hmm. successfully because then they say that that will ruin sort of like i I don't know like ruin the habit of like learning to suck like yeah they're not gonna learn it properly they're not gonna learn it properly so all, you're kind of stuck breastfeeding if you if that's the route, and if you can't, then of course formula is a thing. But they don't suggest doing formula mm-hmm. unless it's like medically or you can't produce milk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or you're too busy to like you need to work and. Well, even if you need to work during the day, you 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 still have to breast pump, right? But like if you go off to work, mm-hmm. then that's understandable. But you still have to breast pump and. Uh, I think federally, or is it state-wise? I think feder- at the federal level, like mm-hmm. every company has to provide their employee a safe That's place. That's if you're an employee. That is, oh, <laughs> well, I'm saying most of, yeah. well, most people are employees and they have to provide you a mm-hmm. safe and comfortable place to, bre- to pump your milk. Yeah. And the bathroom is not acceptable. It has to be a private place, it's like an office or something like that. Um, and then of course, once you pump, you take it home, but then once you're home, that's when you then continue the breastfeeding mm-hmm. physically, right? Got it. So I'm assuming like while you're at work, you pump and then your reserve, it's then fed to the baby through a, like a, a small spoon or like a bottle or like a little syringe mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's important, <laughs> even if you're not using the milk 
that you're pumping, it's important to pump. Otherwise, your breasts stop producing. Exactly. Yeah. So the more you pump or the more baby drinks from you, the more milk you produce. So if the moment you stop... Or then your supply chain stops because then the body's like, well, I have milk here, but no, no, no one's using it, so I guess I'll stop making it. Mm-hmm. And you can also, um, even if you're not like using it, you should just still pump because then you know better supplies, right? Mm-hmm. And the milk matures over time too. So the first few days is the colostrum, which is really good for the baby, mm-hmm. and then over time it becomes it, it transitions to like different type of milk and then the color starts to change from gold to like a milky color like an actual milk color Mm -hmm. so yeah got it Mm. so uh would it be is it better to like hoard all the extra milk that you're kind of pumping or is it better to just yeah i mean i i think it it depends on like your schedule and Mm -hmm. Whether you have to go back to work or not, or whether, you know, you have other obligations that is preventing you from directly just giving your baby milk, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that falls on the mother and how available she is to to provide milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I initially thought like, hey, maybe I can just pump and not really have the baby, you know drink from me but i'll pump breast milk and then just feed it to the baby in a bottle but they don't suggest you feeding the baby with the bottle until at least until like you know they i don't, don't know so tell me <laughs> no until like they don't really suggest that they they prefer they meaning the hospital would prefer you to directly breastfeed because that's your bonding time with the baby mm-hmm. and that that bonding time will help baby develop better mental brain wise like brain development and emotional development because having them close to you and feeling your warmth hearing your feeling your heartbeat will comfort them Mm kind of like when they were still in the womb which is why when you as soon as you give birth the first thing that they often do at the hospital is something called skin to skin which means that like they've been in your stomach or in your womb for nine months and it's a warm, cozy place in there, a dark, cozy place. All of a sudden, they're now exposed out to this. The elements. The uh, Yeah, and it's cold, especially when you're in like a delivery room. It's cold. It's, you know, bright. There's a lot of noises going on, you know. So the first thing they often do is do skin to skin, meaning like they'll place the baby on your chest with no clothes and have the baby feel your heart hear your heartbeat feel your warmth Mm -hmm. and then that will soothe them something familiar exactly and then usually as soon as that happens like you can if you are experienced they will all ask if you do want to breastfeed right now right away and if you're not then of course you can ask for help and get a lactation consultant to then come in and teach you how to do it mm-hmm. so yeah got it um so how long should a baby like consume breast milk uh so the new guideline now from like the american academy of pediatricians or pediatric is they recommend at least six months mm-hmm. but you can now go as long as two years 
Got it. Is but, that... of course, a lot of people can't breastfeed for two years, you mm-hmm. know. So, I the minimum some people do is six months. But you can always pump and then feed your baby breast milk even when they're old enough where you don't need to directly breastfeed. Mm-hmm. But, you like, they're old enough for you to start, like, le- like start introducing, like, um baby food or pureed and stuff like that you can always mix the breast milk in with like baby food Mm -hmm. so that's normal or have baby drink the breast milk Mm -hmm. and you can store the breast milk in the freezer usually and they recommend if you are storing breast milk in the freezer like it has to be like a dark place right not on the door of the freezer where it's constantly being exposed to light because you're constantly opening it. It has to be like deep in the back. It's also where the most temperature fluctuation happens on the door. Yeah, exactly. So ha- like has to be deep in the back in an upright refrigerator, not like a chest cooler where like it could topple over or whatever. Like in the deep back where you don't access it as much so that and when you do need it you could just take it out and put it in the fridge and then overall over a couple days or whatever and then you use that as Mm -hmm. you go right but you can store it up to like six months in the freezer for uh, six months is good but it's also acceptable for up to a year Mm -hmm. in the freezer and do you need to warm it up afterwards like uh, when you take it out and it's thawed? From what I have heard, you don't really need to warm it up. It all depends on the baby themselves. Mm-hmm. So if a baby can t- drink... Okay, so like first you need to, you know, bacteria growth and all things like food safety, right? Mm-hmm. That's porn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't want a bottle to be sitting out all day in a hot room or whatever, right? Yeah. At room temperature... Let's not test their immune system so yeah. early. I think at room temperature, if a bottle is sitting at room temperature, you have like maybe three or four hours before you have to like really chug it. Mm -hmm. Or if it's in the fridge, you have like about three to four days before you have to chug it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if it's in the freezer, you have about like six months to a year to to, before you have to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that said, like it also depends on the baby. Some baby would you don't need to warm up the milk really. Mm-hmm. You know, you if they're if they're okay drinking it out of a bottle at room temperature, they'll drink it. it or out of, straight out of the fridge, it could it'll be cold, but if the baby is comfortable, they'll drink it, then it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the baby. So the idea of needing to warm up the milk isn't really necessary. Got it. At least from the source that I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then I guess my final question uh, did they bring up, like, the differences between, like, after the six-month period, right? Uh-huh. Is there a meaningful difference between breast milk versus cow milk? Uh... Because it comes from a different breast. Cow's breast. Yeah, I don't know if there is a difference, but I'm assuming there... Breast milk is probably better. Mm-hmm. You know, to a certain extent, right? I mean, also... You can't be pumping for two years long, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I I do know that like breast milk overall is better because it has the mom's antibody and like mm-hmm. all the mom's. Yeah, which they, which they get over that six month period. So yeah. then it's like after the six so months. So after it's that, nebulous, after, right? Yeah, I, I it's like I a would booster say, shot, maybe. I would <laughs> say so, but I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but I I feel like it's probably. Probably still healthier than normal cow milk, but like 
it's probably not that significantly better, right? Mm-hmm. Though normal normal cow milk, like there's a lot of fat, and I think maybe the mom's breast milk doesn't have much fat com- com- comparatively to cow milk naturally. I don't know. I, uh, I'm making this up. Like I'm just. I imagine it takes you a lot of energy to make it, right? Yeah, I'm so. speculating, but I don't know. Maybe it helps keep you fit, burn some calories, <laughs> makes milk. The thing is, in order for the mom to produce milk, you need to... Drink milk. No, you need to eat healthy. You need to, like, eat a lot. Because how do, are you producing milk? You need to have a lot of food. Yeah. Like, you need Excess to... resources. Exactly. So, it's it, it'll take a toll on your body as well, I mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's not a free resource. Yeah, so... Which is why I think, like, a lot of people go as long as, like, six months and they're like, I'm done. I, I don't plan on breastfeeding more. Not for th- two years? No, I don't think so. And also, I... The... the um, From what I heard is that while you're breastfeeding, the chances of you getting pregnant, again, if you are trying, is much lower. Doesn't mean you can't get pregnant because anything can happen, right? There's always mm-hmm. that 1% of anything, right? So... But the chance of you getting pregnant is much harder while you're breastfeeding. Interesting. So. It's like your body is like, I have enough to deal with right yeah, now. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So, but you could still get pregnant. Like, I'm not saying you're mm-hmm. not, but that's just how it is. So the longer you go breastfeeding, the longer you'll probably have to wait if you know having a child having a second child is hard mm-hmm. yeah interesting yeah oh and also i heard i learned that like after you give birth and the moment you start breastfeeding like the hormone changes in your body and your brain and all that like will also help with the the reductions of your uter- your uterus as well mm-hmm. because right after you give birth your uterus does not just shrink back to its normal size right it's still the size where it was yeah it needs to recover yeah it needs it, it takes about six weeks to recover for it to start shrinking back so you still have a belly but um, I heard that with when once you start breastfeeding all the hormone changes will also help. And help make your uterus shrink a little bit faster as well. So there's benefits to, I guess, everything. Like, your body is amazing. It's as if it's a fine-tuned system that has been uh, dialed in over millions and millions of years. Yeah, our body is just amazing in what it's able to do and Mm -hmm. what it should do. Mm -hmm. Or at least we take for granted when it works. And then when it doesn't, people feel... Like they're broken, but that's there's nothing it's wrong normal. with that. It's yeah. just uh, roll the dice if everything is going to go 100% to plan or if you're going to need to adapt, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We live in modern civilization. There's plenty of resources, thankfully. Yeah. So I guess last question. Um, how do you know when a baby is hungry? It's not like they say, feed me. <laughs> Imagine. Right out of the I room. guess that's why people don't don't continue breastfeeding at two years old. Because, <laughs> because then they're, they're already starting to talk at that point. And it's and not it's... just starting to talk. Like, they'll have teeth. And it might hurt. They'll start chewing. I don't know. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I, I, I have heard stories of, like. They bite it off. I have heard stories of, like, uh, babies who, who teeth. Who start teething early? Mm-hmm. 
So, like, and they're still, like, in their infancy stage where they need to be breastfed. Oh, my God. Like, this is why they don't come out with teeth. Yeah, this is why. (laughs) But some babies do start developing teeth much earlier. It's a hint. They're not ready for regular food. (laughs) And then it will hurt, you know, because then the baby is, like, ah, chewing on you, right? (laughs) But they, um, a way to know if a baby is hungry is there are signs, and they suggest that during the first, like, few months or so you know spend as much time with your baby as possible don't watch the clock when it's like oh should i is it time to feed that kind of idea of course they do suggest that you feed the baby at least um every two to three hours even when when they're sleeping in the middle of the night every two to three hours you have to feed them and then as they get older with like if they're like i think after a few weeks or so of course you don't you probably don't need to wake them up more uh, that often in the middle of the night you're looking at me with a weird mm. <laughs> oh uh so you don't need to wake them up as often in the middle of the night but the first few days you do have to do that um and and um th- to know whether a baby and by you being with the baby you'll start to pick up their body language pretty much right mm-hmm. every baby is unique kind yeah of thing. but there are telltale signs so they say that if you are hold- cradling the baby in your arm and the baby is sort of like leaning on your chest and it starts to open its mouth or start turning your its head towards your breast that means it's sort of like looking for food Mm-hmm. So that's a telltale sign. Or if the baby is lying down and it starts to suck on its hands or thumb or whatever, or starts to open its mouth, starts making a suction sound with its tongue or sticking its tongue out. Salivating. Yeah. So that those are all the signs that the baby's hungry. The moment you hear the crying, it's already too late. Baby's past hunger. And mm-hmm. at that point... Frustrated. At that point, it's going to be very difficult to breastfeed because then you need to calm the baby down and then it's it'll make breastfeeding a lot more difficult. So pay attention to all these QQ signs and that's when you know. So that's what I was told. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. It's going to be interesting since we don't have an experience. And, of course, we have lots of friends who've had kids already. And we're kind of, like, at the tail end. (laughs) But we also have a lot of friends. And the friends that we often hang out with the most, none of them have kids or have a family yet. So we'll be the first. So I feel like it's not like we can turn to them and say, like, hey, what's breastfeeding? Like, come over, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a learning experience, I think, for me mostly and then you'll you'll stand there and watch i'm sure because there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. I'll, I'll support you well go, I, think, go, I think you yeah. got this <laughs> you cheer on the side i mean there are things that like uh the dad can do like you know help burp the baby change the diaper because uh they're gonna expect you to have a lot of diaper changes in the first day like first week or so mm-hmm. as well so, like, the first day, you need one diaper change, right? right? Or, like, I think one pee, like, one wet diaper, which often will happen at the hospital because mm-hmm. with that first breastfeeding session. Mm-hmm. And then on your second day, you need... Because I know now when you eat, you poop. <laughs> it's, a, it's a system. Yeah. And then uh, on the second day, you need at least two diapers 
third day you need at least three diapers and then the number goes on based on the number of days and then of course as they get much older mm. it goes mm. back to like yeah but the first the first few i think week the first few days or so it's important and the first poop is special right yeah the first poop is special it's called meconium meconium and i think this i forgot what the reason why this uh poop is like tar it doesn't it's not made out of food nor bacteria yeah it has to do with the the amniotic fluid that the baby's been Mm -hmm. drinking and its own pee and everything like that so the first concentrate (laughs) so the first poop it's pooping out is all the stuff that it's been ingesting while it was in the mm-hmm. amniotic fluid in the in the womb. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it's really sticky. It's black. It's like tar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and the first <clears throat> the first uh, few uh, drops of breast milk that the baby is getting, like they're getting the bacteria from your breasts, mm-hmm. which is a biome that you are compatible with to kind of supplant. The biome that's going to be living inside of their gut, mm-hmm. which is very important. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, from my what I heard, this black uh, goop that the baby is gonna poop out—it's very sticky and it's all very hard to clean off of its bum mm-hmm. when when you need to do the first diaper change. Do so you leave it there? No, you don't leave it there. <laughs> the skin will shed. So, so, so I was. I was I was told that what you need to do is you can get a sharpie and get the rest of the, the button <laughs> color uh, color in the the other parts. No, stop it, please. So what they suggest you do is you put before knowing the baby's about to have this first diaper, they suggest you put Vaseline on it. I was gonna suggest a blue painter's tape. Honey, <laughs> can you stop being silly, please? It's important that we know. Vaseline, yes. Yeah, Vaseline or something called Aquaphor, which is a brand, but it's baby's bum and pretty much it it, kind of like coats their bum. So then when this black tar. It's easy to. It's easy and you just wipe it off. Because when I had um, had, uh, eczema, I was using the Aquaphor and man, it's sticky, it's tacky, it's slimy. (laughs) And then like it does not absorb your skin does not absorb it and just sits there Mm -hmm. and it was it's like the nastiest thing but in terms of a baby's bum like it it would help (laughs) Mm. good to know yeah so i think that's mostly it i mean there's a lot more things you know if the baby's not getting enough nutrients or enough milk they're gonna um their poop or their their yeah their their poop or their diaper it's gonna be like a reddish orange and that's when they're dehydrated or um they can develop jaundice when they're not getting enough nutrients the first mm-hmm. few days <laughs> so yeah and they're not really drinking water on their own right it's purely from the breast milk that they're it's getting all, yeah liquids and solids Solids? I don't know. Liquid. Nutrients. Mainly nutrients and, yeah. You don't introduce solid until at least, like, six months. Mm-hmm. When would you start introducing, like, water when they're thirsty? That I don't know. I'm a, like, I've, I've seen sources everywhere that, like, always say, don't give baby water, don't give baby water. So I'm assuming as soon as they're able to eat solid food and as soon as they're to Able. help wash down the solid food. Well, milk can help wash down the solid food, so why do you need water, right? Mm-hmm. So I think keep the baby on breast milk and 
as long as possible and then I guess the moment you can't anymore then you start leaning towards like juice or milk like a cow milk things like that I would say mm-hmm. but yeah interesting I guess we'll we'll have to follow up on whether uh when water is a good thing but I'm assuming for the time being breast milk only yeah we got we got six months to figure it out. I mean, I mean, like I said, the American Academy of Pediatric rec- now recommends like up to two years of breast milk. So if that's the case, maybe up to two years of no water. Mm. Let's just stick with six months for now, and then we'll. we'll <laughs> oh like, yeah, of course. We'll, we'll we'll fill you in before that six month deadline is over. <laughs> of course. So yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye.